0: Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer.
1: And I'm Brian Park.
0: And uh, today, what are we talking about today, Brian? Well,
1: well, first of all, we upgraded our hardware for this podcast. So if you listen to the first episode... Hopefully, this episode will sound better We sound going forward. Yeah. But if not, be patient with us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we sound louder? Is that what's the difference? I
1: think the first episode, I sounded louder than you. Oh, And gosh. then I st- felt self-conscious because it's like classic man <laughs> t- talking over the woman being louder.
0: <laughs> I'm so dainty. I'm just a lady. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm just polite. Just talk and I'll listen and yeah. I'll just like rigorously nod and people will know that I'm agreeing. <laughs> that's that's po- my role.
1: That's a podcast with an Asian guy and an Asian woman is that what th- if we just, just did the that? Asian guy talks the entire time. And I'm just
0: nodding. <laughs> you can kind of hear my nod because that's how aggressively and nodding I am. And then
1: you leave the room for a second and bring back like cut fruit.
0: Yeah. Cut fruit and like put it on the floor and the little floor table.
1: And then I'll just grunt loudly and then after I'm done with the fruit, I won't take my plate back to the kitchen and clean it myself
0: (laughs) and you can't even hear me come in because my feet are so tiny (laughs) they're just so tiny and i shuffle in
1: uh did your mom cook for your dad
0: yes and clean and everything else same yeah i mean yeah and also uh i mean i know you know i've talked about this with you endlessly but like there was like it's weird because they're both super liberal yeah they're like hippies basically but But when
1: it comes to domestic chores they are very very conservative
0: yeah like my my dad is like such a liberal like he went to like uc berkeley you know like in the 60s you know what i mean yeah like he he's like a radical yeah peak hippie like like he would consider himself a feminist every day cooked and clean. my mom cooked and cleaned and had a job because this is like the 90s you know like yeah. this is way into women having to work and do the rest sure
1: yeah well that was a nice little tangent yeah. talking about how wow. our our dads didn't help around in the house <laughs> <laughs> but today we want to talk yeah. about sexual insecurities yeah but before we dive into it young me how are you feeling
0: feeling very um insecure about my body I have, uh, you know, like, I have, like, a lot of, like, body image issues. Like, I've already touched on episode one. Is it persistent or does persistent. it c- come in
1: waves? Like, Persist- some some periods of the, yeah. like, year you feel f- particularly aware or is it I
0: c- I know constant? ways that I can keep it at bay. I mm-hmm. mean, this is basically from my upbringing as, I, I mean, I think most women in the world, period. But especially Asian women, like, we're just, like... It's so bad for us to be over a certain weight. So, I've been dealing with it all of my life. And how I keep it at bay is like I exercise and then I diet, right? Yeah. Like very aggressively to and make sure that just to like turn off all of those like terrible voices in my head. Yeah. And then, so because I'm so, I'm so like intense and restrictive with like my dieting and exercise, one obviously. I fall into like this period of not wanting to do that, yeah, and just wanting to live my life. And then when I'm in those fa- f- like places, I feel happy because I'm not like like feeling like burdened by these like thoughts all the time. But mm-hmm. then I also feel super fat and like terrible and depressed about it too. Oh, that's so it's either like yeah. So I'm. This is like a big thing that I deal with in therapy like how to resolve that and be happy and i have to say i've made like huge strides like i don't hate myself i think my body dysmorphia is like basically because like in my mind if i like ate too much in my head i literally would look like a literal elephant like in the mirror i'd be like oh my god i'm obese i'm disgusting but then now i'm like through therapy I've, i've been able to like look at myself realistically like okay i've gained five pounds no one really notices because people don't notice when you gain five pounds you know what i mean no and uh so but i have the
1: luxury of being a man yeah and so you don't
0: have any body this dismor- much but but also korean people and asian people are hard on men's yeah appearance too especially but i'm just in saying korean. in general i yeah.
1: feel that women are harder on themselves because right. they're the standards of beauty are more narrow for women right right like For a long time, it always had to be, like, supermodel thin. Yes. Whereas for men, there's not as much pressure to be a certain physical body type. Right. Because, I mean, even for a while, dad bods were a thing.
0: Yeah. And that was just, like,
1: normalizing chunkiness.
0: But I have to say, in Korea especially, it's the beauty standards for men are way more strict than America. Because, like, that's where you see all these, like, men that look amazing and have, like, a shit ton of plastic surgery. Yeah. Right? And it's because the society is, like, very hard hard on even men it's right? very vain culture it's vain but it's because of like i think you talk about this a lot it's like the the like goal orientated or like it's just like that's the standard of perfection you know it's like it's yeah. the harvard if you look like this so you have yeah. to look like this everyone has to be ugly. rail
1: thin and wear black skinny jeans and have a bull cut yeah haircut. and your hair
0: has to be perfect and, and your get a nose job be perfect yeah yeah and it's crazy because, like, you know, like I know that this exists in America for mm. not Asian people, for like white people, and all everyone is like hard on women about their bodies. Yeah. But I feel like the standard of like, per, like perfection is so like rigid in Korea. It's like it you is. can't weigh 130 pounds; you have to weigh 110 pounds. Like that's the skin, that's what they consider skinny, mm. not like America skinny. Because you like you
1: you weren't born and raised in America, so yeah after having moved to america later right. in your life yeah did you see like did you notice your how you judged your own body changed
0: well, I think, I don't know if it was America, wh- wh- when I first moved to the States, I was 20 years old and I moved to San Francisco, which is way lax. Yeah. Like on their standards of beauty, like they're just like, it's just, just wear a
1: Patagonia there. vest and you're beautiful.
0: Yeah. Like, and, and <laughs> especially I feel like even now, cause back, back then it was kind of more like freaky deaky. So they didn't care what you look like, but now yeah. it's more like tech and so they care more about like your intelligence so you see a lot of women there they're just very smart and very like accomplished Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's room for whatever but like new york i would say is similar to like seoul where there's like a real like intense standard of skinniness here Mm -hmm. like the women here are way skinnier than like other american cities you know i agree yeah it's almost like similar to asia right
1: yeah i mean when i lived in la they're more health conscious there than i think in new york Uh because in new york it was all about it was like heroin chic was a thing like right. everyone smokes cigarettes you're kind of skinny and stylish yeah whereas in la people would drink like moon juice and go to runyon canyon and right but show they're also leisure
0: but they're also women are expected to be very thin there so there are yeah. actually like people that have eating disorders pretending to be health people i mean right yeah i guess in america it's them. all fucked yeah <laughs> it's all fucked yeah oh but i'm it's sorry all, it's fucked all over the place for women every woman you know there's yeah. like this such a intense like intense judgment about our bodies everywhere but um
1: that really but that's hard and yeah. it really sucks
0: well the weird thing is intellectually now i totally understand that my value doesn't 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 isn't like aligned with my physical appearance intellectually i totally understand that Mm -hmm. and i get it like i don't ever the weird thing is like in therapy you know my therapist was like would you ever judge anyone else like this and i'm like no like i never think of my friend's bodies as like that's not good enough or whatever but when you've been conditioned to do that
1: judge yourself in that way for such a long time even though you can intellectualize it it's still hard to uncouple that behavior
0: yeah it's hard to not like tie my emotions around how i physically look even if it's like whatever five pounds so i'm struggling with that but the good thing is that i am making big strides and it it is something that's very difficult to overcome i know that like i have to say most women that i know deal with this and a lot of men like body dysmorphia and like just tying your value to your appearance Mm -hmm. so i feel like just when i see where other people are um, I mean, not that I'm like I'm like judging myself based on how mentally healthy I am, but like I'm like, oh, I did I have made big strides on stop think like stopping this sort of thought process. So that's I great. Feel a little hopeful, but it it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome. How are you feeling, Brian?
1: I'm feeling I'm actually feeling excited. Yeah, like I don't know as a proxy of. Being a creative, I hate how much my mood fluctuates with the amount of work I'm getting. Yeah. Like, I should be satisfied with the enjoyment in the process. But when I do attain things, I get so much happier. And I don't like that about myself because it's a results-driven thing. Like, that's how my parents would evaluate my worth as an artist. Right. As opposed to just being grateful that I found something that I'm passionate about. And yeah, being able to work on it every day, like that in and of itself, should be the reward. Mm. But um, yeah, like a couple of days ago, uh, I acted in a s- digital sketch for Comedy Central.
0: Oh, awesome! So that was
1: super fun. Oh, yeah. Congrats! Yeah, yay! And then, You're no.
0: worth something. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, but then uh, yesterday, <laughs> I got an email. Yeah. Uh, from my manager. Informing me that I'm being considered for a series regular role <gasps> on a TV show.
0: What? Congrats!
1: Yeah. So I I opened the email in a coffee shop and I was kind of freaking out. Yeah. Mainly because it, I didn't get it, but they informed me that I was like maybe like the last like one to three people. Yeah. And um, I was like, whoa! If I get this, I wonder how my life is going to change. <gasps> But yeah. that aside, I've just to preserve any disappointment or just to preserve my mental health, I'm just assuming that I'm not going to get it. Oh, and so you don't know yet. I don't know yet. Oh my god, Brian. But I am just yeah. I'm just proud that I'm even being considered and I know that I did my job as yeah. an actor where the casting director is now presenting me to the producer. So even if this doesn't work out, I'm just happy knowing that I did my best and it was enough so that the casting director doesn't think I'm a terrible actor. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I'm just accepted that that's the reward. And, and like, also
0: you're talented enough. Yeah. And I mean, that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I do that a lot where yeah. if there's something I really want, I get so excited. And then when I don't get it, I get, I'm devastated. Right. And I get so down. But at, yeah. the, at the end of the day, you're I'm still doing what doing. Like I'm still have the privilege to audition and do all these creative things that I'm enjoying. Yeah. So even if I don't get that, like even if I don't achieve the outcome that I want. Yeah. I should still be proud of myself that I'm like doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like everybody that's in this industry thinks that way. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know what I mean? You like, that's just like just a natural way that we think right when we want when we get something it's like validation we're good enough right and then when we don't get it we suck yeah i mean because in a weird way it's like that's kind of what they are saying right Mm -hmm. like the producers and stuff but i would say congrats oh thank you and i feel like you should just enjoy it and like yeah i feel like just the fact that i mean you're you're like one of the last like three top three people Mm -hmm. being chosen that's like huge yeah that's yeah. awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you're so, feeling excited.
1: Yeah. So. And
0: don't like if I know you're going to get it, but like, <laughs> like, but like, even if you I don't, don't like, I'm still so proud. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't feel bad. That's amazing. That's like a huge accomplishment. Oh, uh, thank you. And you know what? I always, I always like, you know, just speaking on that thing where we in this industry, like think, oh, we got something. We're great. We didn't get it. We suck. Yeah. The fact that a lot there are a lot of people out there that really want to do this right mm-hmm. acting or comedy and they'll never never even try yeah so the fact that we're even doing it and being vulnerable putting ourselves out there that in itself should be celebrated so good for you for like doing it that's like you know people's dreams yeah and they wouldn't they're too scared to do it and look at you just fucking going out <laughs> not giving a shit just doing it
1: totally yeah oh thanks Amy. me yay okay so now that we've gotten our feelings out of the way yeah you know, we wanted to touch on sexual insecurities. Sexual. This Did your parents Insexual ever talk to you about sex?
0: Insecurity. Sexual.
1: You sing, <laughs> you sing sexual, sexual
0: insecurities. <laughs> insecurities. Um, The opposite of sexual healing. My parents never talked to me about sex. Brian. Never. Are you kidding me? I don't know why, because like I said, they're so but your dad and is white though,
1: and they're, I feel like white parents are more open about that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, but I feel like they're they are weird about their own sexuality. Oh, my mom actually talks about sex all the time, but very inappropriately, I would say.
1: Well, give me an example. Okay, so
0: neither of them ever had the sex talk with me where they were helping me or trying to guide me with my sex life. Mm-hmm. But my mom would just say like, like she I think in a lot of ways she wasn't really prepared to be a mom, so she treated me like a friend.
1: Okay. That's very unconventional for an Asian mom.
0: Yeah, my mom yeah, my mom, you know, it's a little bit yeah, not I I don't I don't know. I feel like a lot of Asian moms <laughs> I feel like, moms you're like my mom's not Asian. <laughs> I don't know like a lot of Asian moms that I know are very like close with their daughters in that way. Like I've seen a few of them, but like in my family, they all sort of act like that and then that like the boundaries get blurry, blurred and then like inappropriate yeah. things happen. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would just be like god this is this is so personal but she would be like talking about like my, her sex life with my dad whoa and she'd just be wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Like, but did this I happen
1: more talk. recently as you've gotten no, older? no i w- it was well, very since you were young i was
0: like i maybe 13 whoa <laughs> i mean like i was her like girlfriend <laughs> and she was like you know he, we don't have enough sex because he likes to drink a lot and i was just like, like
1: <gasps> i just want to go play basketball <laughs> <laughs> what the hell
0: breathing like she would just say things like that like i was her friend but then never gave me like in a talk i'm trying to think of other sex stuff like it
1: it must have been awkward even then
0: yeah it was like well i mean it was like i would just listen like because we were very close and like like i said like she didn't really have clear-cut boundaries but i would just listen and and then later on, I'd be like, my God, what... W-, you know, she should have thought of that.
1: You're like, I lost my innocence when you told me that yeah. dad doesn't <laughs> fuck you anymore.
0: No, no. Oh, God, gross. <laughs> Ew. Sorry, it's creeping me out. And then she would tell me about, like, her friends' sex lives, you know. Whoa. And like, I, like. And then I'd just be like, is that weird? I, w- I didn't think it was that weird. Well, but I like, don't know. I don't gauging have... Gauging your reaction. I think it's weird. Um. You know, and like...
1: Uh, oh, but I'm coming from a place where my parents have strict boundaries yeah like they never treated me as a friend Mm. i was very much their son and i'm and they're my parents (laughs) 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 just kidding (laughs) an asian an asian son or daughter is an object yeah it's like a vase
0: oh wow well i'm trying to think of what else my parents said about my dad never talked about it um my mom she god i don't know she would say weird fucked up stuff that i had to like realize wasn't true like she would always tell me these terrible first of all my dad never cheated on her yeah and but she would always be like she was always like crazy about how men would cheat on you if you ever like ever were in a relationship with a man and, and she's like no matter what they always cheat i'm like why are you saying that You're, my dad's never cheated on you
1: that's such an asian parent thing to do is like they speak in absolutes yeah yeah and there's no middle ground yeah Like my, my parents always say like everything is good in the beginning but love always fades and yeah I'm, my <laughs> mom
0: would say things like that
1: <laughs> and i'm like you guys are both here in front of me right now
0: (laughs) 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 and it's like were you guys ever in love i don't know my mom would say stuff like she would say stuff like she knew what she was talking about and then i realized later she had no idea what she was talking about like she'd always be like you know you can never actually be with the person that you're truly in love with because it doesn't work there's too many feelings yeah and i'm like what are you talking about like what and then she told me once she was in a relationship when she was like a teenager I was like no shit that didn't work out you're like 19 mom like <laughs> is that what you based your like <laughs> life <laughs> stories on this one shitty teenage relationship you had like
1: and she's like no I'm right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely the truth yeah and, and I was okay like,
1: so your mom talked to you about sex in a very frank and open way um in, in relation to your dad like yeah, from yeah. the time you were 13 yeah so like hearing this kind of stuff coming from your mom yeah in some ways it m- might have normalized sex for you like when you were a teenager uh, did you carry any shame about it or i don't putting myself in yours sh- like if i ever heard my m- dad or my mom talk to me about sex as a yeah. teenager huh. i feel like it would have quelled a lot of the anxieties that i had surrounding it Huh. Yeah.
0: Because your parents just never talked about it. Never
1: talked about it. And so me.
0: then w- you were always like feeling ashamed that you had sexual feelings or what, what well, was that? Well, I, s- I started
1: watching, I found, a <laughs> I found it's like such a classic movie trope, but my first exposure to anything sexual, well, first it was the TLC Waterfalls music <laughs> video. <laughs> do you know the part yes. where, th- where they do a CGI and they turn into water? Yeah, yeah. That got me really horny. That doesn't have anything to do with sex. No, but but let me explain myself. (laughs) Like it's it's, when you're seven, that's that's, that's like closer to being naked
0: Ah, than it is like having clothes. Right.
1: So even though they were were like computer graphics, you could still see the outline of their boobs. Right. And that turned me on. I see. Yeah. Extremely. I, I didn't thought know. you were gonna
0: talk about the part where the they don't wear a condom <laughs> and then one of them <laughs> has HIV and then the next remember the next scene he like disappears out of the oh, mirror?
1: I d- what that happened in the music video. In the music video?
0: video. Well I didn't get it either until I watched it like way later and I was like, oh my god.
1: No, I, I don't remember that at all. Okay. The only thing I remember from the TLC Waterfalls music video is the, is the computer graphics <laughs> of the water boobs. <laughs> and then it anytime. was water
0: shaped like boobs <laughs> that got you turned on. Basically. That's and amazing. then when I was
1: nine, I I yeah. found a playboy in my dad's closet
0: <gasps> wow yeah your dad was yeah. it, what was the what was the playboy like edition like edition yeah. it was like
1: college co-eds wow yeah. dad yeah and the pages mr w- park yeah but it was it was really old it the was pages like pages
0: were all like
1: no 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 i'm adding that detail just together. for like comedic effect but it's just oh gross God. um but so i would remember i'd wait for my parents to leave home yeah just so i could look at it yeah and then i would get a boner but i didn't know what to do with it yeah all i know is i just it was just pure curiosity like that's i'm such like a classic oh i like, like like i like that i'm getting a boner but i don't know what to do with this right yeah
0: God, I don't. You know what I remember from being a kid though. My mom, because she like thought of me as a friend, was super hyper competitive with me.
1: So even I when you were a kid,
0: yeah, my mom has like. <laughs> so
1: you would like meet a middle aged man, and your mom would be like, "Back off, youngie. Yeah. He's mine.
0: <laughs> Stop talking to him." So I would, I couldn't even say who I had a crush on whoa like in front of my mom because she would make fun of me and be like you're so gross he would never like flirt. What? With yeah my mom's fucked up that's fucking crazy and i was like i don't know like 10 or 11 you know
1: oh my god
0: yes yeah, so i was like very secretive if i ever had a crush on anyone and then as a teenager i like grew like a, like air quotes attractive you know and like my mom could not handle it at all
1: whoa yeah and like i couldn't
0: talk to her about anything
1: whoa she
0: was so jealous
1: so ideally your mom would have liked you to be a nun basically. yeah but
0: then also you know like she fully like the whole thing that i was talking about earlier about the physical beauty thing her entire value for herself is based on the fact that she's attractive
1: Okay. And she's,
0: she was incre- like she's very attractive now, but she was like, like extremely attractive as a young person yeah and so she couldn't handle that I would have anything that like that to be compete with her. And she's still really mean about it. But then also I w- when I was a kid, I was like fat and she was like embarrassed by me.
1: So, so it was, like, really wh- fucked
0: up. I was Whoa. like, she was like, how fucking dare you? And she'd make fun of me all so the time. So there's just no winning there either was no way. There's no winning. So even and when so became so then attractive. when I lost a bunch of weight, because, like, I had an eating disorder as a teenager, and then I became attractive, air quotes, then she was mad at me for being attractive. And then I was like, oh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> and so I, c- I had zero actual realistic conversations about sex with my mom until when i was like 18 i moved out and i got a boyfriend yeah i was telling her about like my sex life and she was like just listening to it like a friend but she had literally taught me nothing so i had to go out but i did learn a lot
1: did you have sex before you were 18 though
0: yes as a teenager yeah
1: how old were you when you lost your virginity
0: uh 16 okay not that young that's normal right not
1: that young i lost mine when i was 20 Oh. So I'm ancient.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what, though? That's that's pretty normal. I feel like it's r- 16. 20? Yeah, I think between 16 and 20 is normal. It's a lot of people don't. I think
1: 20 is pretty late.
0: Don't I don't think it's that late. I think I saw this graph where yeah. they showed like where everyone lost it. And it's literally like that's it's actually like 16 to 22. It's just that a lot of people don't talk about the fact that they lost their virginity later but that's actually a very normal age to wow. lose it yeah wow that, that makes me feel a lot better yeah, I started i'll try watching to find <laughs> the, gra- the chart for you
1: i started watching hbo euphoria yeah yeah and it's like high school kids fucking all the time well
0: i feel like there's like a third in that chart there's and like that a show third. makes me feel so bad because yeah. i'm like
1: where's the where's the kid studying for his sats and <laughs> not getting fucked
0: <laughs> where's my representation <laughs> so well there in that chart you see like there's like a third of people that are like, lose it really early, like, 12 to 14, and then they're promiscuous, like, that's, like, a third of people, but I feel like 50 or 60% are, like, between that, like, 16 to 22 or something. Yeah. So, it's, like, you know, there are a bunch of people that lose it early and are, like, like, you know, active during that time, but there also aren't, so, who cares?
1: Did you ever feel guilty about uh, your sexual feelings, though, like, leading up to when you lost your virginity? Because... I'm sure like from the pressures from your mom where she did not like that you were being seen as attractive. Yeah. um, I
0: didn't feel guilty about having sexual feelings towards someone who was also sexually attracted to me, but I felt very guilty and like disgusting and gross. If I ever am attracted to someone that is not attracted to me to the point where in my life I've literally never been with or even like attempted to try to get with someone that wasn't, very actively attracted to me because it makes me so ashamed but, and i think it's like it's the stuff like my mom said to me like i'm so gross so i like as like a safety net yeah. like i have never one to be like like uh, obviously in my life i've been like gone up to somebody that i was attracted to yeah um and been like hey but if if that sort did of rejection you, is so you, scary for me, just for me, finger guns. I'm like, when she said, hey, hey, is that how you flirt? Like I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. But that to me as like a general like safety blanket. That's so that feels so scary to me. That for the most part, if I can't gay like if I'm attracted to somebody and I like sense that there's zero attraction yeah. to me or any sort of visible attraction, I'll just be like I'll turn it off like real quick and be like, nope, too scary whoa yeah so like if i'm attracted to someone and i can see that there's like reciprocation i'm like okay th- i'm gonna try to test this out like crazy part of like yeah yeah because my mom made me feel so gross and she was like ew like no one would like you like stuff like that when i was that's a kid.
1: so terrible
0: yeah wait <laughs> what was the question i'm <laughs> sobbing you're, you're like yeah i'm
1: just stewing and all this trauma that you just, <laughs> that
0: you just <laughs> what, what, what un- was the question brian covered <laughs>
1: Um, that's a little bit, okay. I I can see how that would manifest though. Yeah. Like for me, I, my parents never talked to me about sex. Yeah. And so I felt, but I masturbated so much and I watched so much porn. Oh, I
0: did too. I masturbated a lot. So I
1: felt very comfortable when it was by myself. But then if the prospect of sex presented itself with another person, that's when I felt very uncomfortable and very insecure and very ashamed. Right. And they, I and so I would avoid it.
0: You would feel ashamed how cuz it was obvious that they wanted to have sex with you.
1: I would get nervous mm-hmm. because I never I I couldn't just accept that it was normal. Yeah. And so when the possibility became very real. Yeah. It scared me so much. Wow. Like the act of sex itself.
0: And so this was like before you lost your virgin virginity. Yeah. So y- mean, you had chances to do it before. Yeah, like uh, even in
1: middle school, like in seventh grade. Okay, Brian. No, no, no. no. <laughs> See, this girl, like this. I remember in seventh grade, this girl, this was around the time when I first learned about fingering and what a blowjob was. Yeah. And this girl invited me to hang out with her at her place. And I heard through the grapevine that she wanted me to finger her. And I was freaked out. And so I made up some lame excuse, like, "Yeah, oh, I, I got a lot of homework. Like, I can't. Wow. Yeah, and it, and it persisted throughout high school too.
0: Did you want to finger her?
1: It, I, I, no, because oh, I was okay. just, it was, it, it just felt so scary to me.
0: Do you think that there was a part of you that wanted to at all?
1: Yes, but but it, it was, was just the scary feeling just was bigger. Scary, the scariness of doing it, yeah, just overrode any just like primal sexual desire. desire. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. uh, You know, through the help of therapy, I think what I've pinpointed why is that, you know, I, I grew up playing tennis. I, I excelled academically, but my parents put such a huge emphasis on results. Yeah. So it's like, I have to win this tennis tournament. I have to get straight A's. Yeah. And so because sex was so, I was left to my own devices to discover it yeah i just couldn't conceive that it was a process of like mutual discovery mm. so i felt that i had to
0: be perform good. and be good be the best at sex exactly at 12 years old be- well the basically best at fingering and because
1: I, kn- I didn't know anything about it right it, it like freaked me out yeah so i'm like fuck like i don't know what the fuck to do i don't know what the fuck i'm doing I'm yeah. just going to avoid this altogether just to avoid any scrutiny that I might experience. So
0: then can I so that's when you had opportunities to have sex in high school and middle school and you were just like I I can't do this cuz I don't know if that that I can be the best at it. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. Cause what and if and I'm bad at me. it? Yeah, <gasps> the unknown. It's the unknown
1: is what scared me, so I avoided. So it. then,
0: finally, when you lost your virginity, like, w- how did that happen, and how were you feeling?
1: When I lost my virginity, it was in a dorm room in college with my girlfriend at the time. Okay. And she knew that I was a virgin, and I, <laughs> I was pres- she a virgin? No. Okay, good for and her. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I precise. I remember the moment i uh like the first time i ever had sex there were two things the first one being i was like whoa like this this pussy is way warmer like (laughs) the sensation is like it's a lot warmer than i anticipated okay and the second one was oh this is it like (gasps) i put it yeah i put it on such a huge pedestal Mm -hmm. like it felt great but i was like why the fuck didn't i just do this sooner yeah why did i wait so long
0: and then did you have the opportunity to, like, experiment with this girlfriend and, like, figure things out and, like, get good at it and stuff like that? Or was this kind of a short-lived relationship? It was a
1: relationship. But, yeah. I mean, we didn't do anything that kinky or that delved into fetishy stuff.
0: Yeah, but not kinky, but just, like, you know, like, figuring out how to, like, do, like, the fingering and the oral sex. Like, did you yeah. do that with her? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But... That's nice. That That's all I remembered was, like, why didn't I do this sooner? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, like, my... In, uh, talking about insecurities, I have to say, I'm not... I don't know if I have, like, insecurities about sex because... You're
1: like, I, I'm just really good at fucking... I'm good
0: at it. See, I don't see, think... See, okay, this I don't, is See,
1: I don't think that... I don't think i A, I'm a good lot of people it. will disagree yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to sex, I don't know... Like, what does it mean to be good? Well, this I think a lot of the times it's just chemistry. Yeah, between exactly. Between two people.
0: I don't think... Okay, so this is the thing, like... It's funny to say, I think I'm good at sex, but I'm I'm not good at technical sex. It's just that when I have sex, I'm very into the person yeah and I'm very connected and that's like all that I'm focusing on that's you the, know what I mean but that's what it and that's, means to be good though yeah and I think that that's why when I have sex with people their response is like oh I like having sex with you because I'm not I don't know how to do the fucking backwards cowgirl or whatever you know what I mean? like I have no <laughs> idea what that is like
1: okay so the tec- but like yeah, yeah, the when, the I, when I get into
0: I like really into the like connection and the emotion <laughs> I, and I just imagine like
1: you giving blowjobs like you're doing very a hand, badly you're doing like with a with my <laughs>
0: I just it's all teeth but I'm like looking into their eyes like I care about you and it's important but I'm just the like, guy's like just uh, punching I their I balls <laughs> she's so into it <laughs> I'm just punching this guy's balls but I'm like I uh, how, how does it feel and he's like yeah, this really hurts but you know what you're great at sex you're, I can you're. I can tell that you're really here and connected with me I mean I'm just I'm just, I'm just beating the shit out of his balls like is this how I give a blowjob job? <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm um, like out here like i'm great at sex everyone you're telling you're like i love
1: giving blowjobs
0: <laughs> <laughs> i crush it at blowjobs literally it's, it's like it gets real it.
1: sloppy don't you hate it when <laughs> blood gets everywhere
0: <laughs> just, i'm just like putting it in my ear like this is i'm so good at this <laughs> oh <laughs> literally my have no God. idea what i'm doing
1: wow but no that is uh <laughs> but that's awesome though
0: Uh, well yes i'm very open like Like when i have sex i'm very open i'm not like like i am obviously i've said i've had a lot of like issues about my body and feeling ashamed but but for some reason when i'm having sex i'm just like like do you goes out the window okay
1: so when it comes to issues with your body do you ever have sex with the lights on then
0: Yes, I have. I'm very like, again, I'm very but this might also comes also has to do with the fact that I am very careful in choosing partners. You know, I have a boyfriend now and he's like a very loving, sweet person and I feel very safe around him. Yeah. So that's why, you know, like I have my own body image issues that Mm -hmm. I impose on myself. And Mm -hmm. that's just something I go through like in my own head mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything t- i can like separate it from what he's seeing and his experience of me mm-hmm. you know like this is like how far i've gotten in my body dysmorphia with therapy yeah that i'm at the point now where i'm like oh this is me this is my problem it has nothing to do with him or other people and so it doesn't really get in the way of having sex yeah so i'm comfortable having sex
1: but it's still to this day does that persist where you need to be you can only have sex with a guy where uh, when you reach that point when you're about to fuck. Yeah. You have to know that they are really into you.
0: Uh, well, this is the thing. Like I have like I have had a lot of sex with people that I don't really know a lot. Like. Yeah. But it's been mostly when I'm like drunk. You know what I mean? Like okay. I've had like a lot of like one night stands or stuff like that. I yeah. mean, not a lot. OK, a lot. But, you know. <laughs> 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 like I'll I'll do stuff like that. Like everyone does, you know what I mean. Like I don't. Okay, well, I don't well, drink. Uh, I don't drink. I see. So I don't. If I didn't drink, I don't know if I would. Yeah. Do it. But I do enjoy doing that. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it at all. It's just that the drinking helps me to do that. And then I, I I I honestly, you know, I feel a lot of shame and guilt about a lot of things. But for that, for some reason, sex. Like I don't feel that much about having sex.
1: I want. Is that weird? I wish I was you.
0: I don't know why.
1: I have so much anxiety when it comes to
0: sex. Tell me about it, Brian. I'm here. I'm all ears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I just haven't met the right girl who will punch my ballsack <laughs> in the right way when she's blowing me.
0: Yeah, well, you were telling me you have the I have, yeah, I the have the performance anxiety, right? Yeah,
1: I have performance anxiety issues. Mm. Um, it didn't really start until maybe four or five years ago. Right. With one of the f- uh. I hooked up with this girl in New York and what's the timing of it is really funny because the day before, I remember a friend told me that he had erectile dysfunction issues and I was like, whoa, like I've never gotten that. That's crazy. Right. And then the very next day I was hooking up with this girl and my dick just couldn't get up and I was freaking out and I was like, this has never happened to me. Yeah. But I really liked this girl and I thought she was so hot mm-hmm. and I think I just, put a lot of pressure on myself in this situation Uh, going back to my uh my original issues is that i feel like i have this need to perform like this need to fuck good right and so in that moment i couldn't get it up and she was understanding about it and she was like okay like it's okay you know we can always try again and then a few days later she texted me i was in brooklyn and she texted me and she was like hey like um i'm watching a movie But I wish you were here. I want you to come over. Right. And so. For sex. Basically. Yeah. Want to watch a movie is like a euphemism for I want you to fucking rail me out. Right. But even me assuming that is incorrect because you're going in with an objective. Right. Kind of.
0: So you were like psyching yourself out already. Oh,
1: oh my God. I took the L and I was psyching myself out. because I had like I kept telling myself like, okay, I got to get hard. I got to get hard. Like, I can't have what happened to me the first time happen again. Yeah. And my stomach was hurting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I remember I got to her apartment and she was in lingerie just watching like all in her laptop. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, I need to use the bathroom really quickly. <laughs> I, had, I had a shit. It was like nervous shit. Yeah. So it's like nervous shit in her bathroom. Wow. <laughs> like As I'm nervous shitting, I'm like, I got to get hard. I got to get hard. And obviously you can, you know how this story ends. Yeah. I didn't get hard. She was immensely disappointed. Wow! Uh, kicked me out of her apartment. Yeah, then, she was mean to you. You and told the, me right. And then that's so me. mean. It is mean, but I try. I'm just trying to be understanding because at that time, maybe that's what she really wanted. Was just she just fuck. wanted? She just fuck. wanted dick.
0: Yeah, I know, but you know, like I said, if you if your dick doesn't get hard, you can still have sex in other ways. You know, like
1: yeah, I've 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 accepted that now. Yeah. But since that episode, yeah. It usually like with every new partner, like the first few times I have trouble um, sustaining an erection because you're
0: too nervous. I'm too nervous because I feel like I
1: need to perform.
0: And you were saying that now it's gotten to the point where it's so bad that when you meet someone new, you tell them right away that you have this bad.
1: I'm just. I mean, not it. it's gotten so bad.
0: It just, it's <laughs> like become the norm. It's gotten so it's fucking gotten it's bad. <laughs> 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 no, like it's gotten so normal, like it's the norm. So you expect yeah. it now to the point where it, when you meet someone new, you tell them right away in the first date, hey, I have this issue where It's not I out of nowhere someone- though. No, like no, I know. If I if know you're not I'm like, not hi, like, my name's Brian Park.
1: I have, my dick is bad. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, no,
0: but that, you know what? That's like very smart of you to s- communicate that. Because y- just if like, you know, if I went on a date with someone and they were like, hey, when I first meet someone, I get very, I h- get a lot of anxiety and it causes me like to not get hard. And I just want to say that before we get in the situation where you might think it's your fault, blah, 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 And then yeah. I uh, will get over it. But it's just like the first few times. Yeah. Like just you saying that to somebody that you're on a date with, I feel like is very smart. And I'm not trying
1: to. Yeah. again it, it, there's no i'm not trying to manipulate the situation yeah or be no smart it doesn't sound like it. that at all it's just oh. i'm
0: you're just being open
1: yeah i'm just being open
0: because you know it is it's like
1: it's purely psychological people, because yeah i
0: it's not physical
1: no like it's psychological because when i like oral sex i have no issue yeah it's yeah it's the moment like you know maybe i'll be getting a blow job i'm i'm like rock hard yeah but then it's like then th- th- something goes off in my brain where it's like okay now we're gonna fuck and yeah. then that's when, like when i'm a, that's when i notice my dick will start losing its hardness yeah and then then it just becomes a sad thing that's like the saddest Wha- thing as a guy is yeah. like when your dick is like half hard and you're just trying to like thumb it like thumb it in yeah, like yeah. will yep. like will it in there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like trying to squeeze Play-Doh into like yeah, yeah. a tiny crevice. Exactly. Like it's, it's so bad. Play-Doh
0: into a Play-Doh pocket. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work. Well, I think it's smart of you to say that because people are very sensitive and, you know, sort of like weird around sex where it could easily be taken like as the person that you're with can take it personally. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it's it's smart I, of you uh, to bring it up But even if I before. say it,
1: I understand that there are a lot of um, societal pressures imposed on women because yeah. even if i tell them and it's me being just honest like hey this is a yeah. me thing like uh-huh. it has nothing to do with you i think you're really sexy yeah i find you very attractive i just put a lot of pressure on myself to perform yeah and um like me not being uh, like aroused or like having a boner in this moment is not indicative of my attraction level to you right like you're very sexy yeah but even if you hear that i think Sometimes, like, I don't know. I still think some women will still feel like it's partially they're at blame. Like, they're not hot enough or something.
0: Right. Well, okay, so I feel like that men not getting an erection is quite common, I have to say. Like just of like in my Tell experience, more, not not <laughs> quite common, but it is common. Like it does happen. I think. Well, I feel like men don't I mean, talk to each other so about it, so they think it never happens. Like yeah. me- I, I don't know. Is it is that true? Like men would feel uncomfortable saying that to other men.
1: Um, I like my closest friends. I have a few close right. friends who have opened up about their erectile problems to me. Yeah, but it's not a see us guys. Like we have an obsession with dicks yeah like more than women do like i think we're more fixated on size and yeah. like just the value of a dick itself yeah yeah like it's it's strange like we we it's like we care more than women do yeah and um for that reason i think I, a lot of guys aren't open about talking about it with other guys because yeah. we feel like so much of our value is placed through like our dick game
0: yeah i feel like that's a very um Well, here's the thing. Like, I thought I was very open-minded, and you know, like I'm queer, so I like have slept with a lot of like whatever. Just you know, a lot of different types of of people. (laughs) You're pan. (laughs) Uh, Mostly plants, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I feel like you know, but for the most part, most of my life, I was having very heterosexual, heteronormative sex with heterosexual men, right? And I didn't realize until I started, you know, just sort of branching out more and like being more true to myself and like just like really experimenting with what I wanted, how much ingrained it was in me to have sex in that way of like a heterosexual man's penis gets hard, then he pumps and then he ejaculates that sex. Like that's what I thought it was in my head too. Mm -hmm. And then later on, just like when I, you know, just sort of like opened myself up and just started like, experimenting <laughs> sorry that just sounds very like imag- <laughs> experimenting like I'm 14 or something but um, th- then I realized oh sex isn't that at all there's no time frame there's no schedule there's no like structure there's it's no, just yeah. like this like a loose thing, and you'll have an orgasm, and I'll have an orgasm, and then we'll all have orgasms, and then maybe you but will also get even hard if you, later. Even and then, you,
1: but even if yeah. you both don't have orgasms, yeah, it's it sex. Can still that's still sex.
0: And it's like it doesn't have anything to do with a penis getting hard and then ejaculating. Like that was so much the structure of sex in my life. Yeah, you know, if for for such a long time in my life, and I feel like that's like what I try to tell men because I hear men talk about penises penis size <laughs> getting hard you know like and coming all like that's like how they talk about sex a lot yeah. And i'm like that doesn't like that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with yeah s- sex isn't just just that so like you know you I have to think of it in a loose way and then also my um role in sex which, which is very heterosexual female you know Mm-hmm. role of mm-hmm. being like not not that i'm always like subservient but like doing a certain thing and it doesn't have to be that role you can have you know like a different role in bed and it's just all of its sex where am i going with this ryan cut me off i just, I off, just please. saw i
1: just saw your eyes like rolling back into your head and for a moment i, I felt like you were very like, far away you were like i'm getting really into this and horny
0: <laughs> la 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 but <laughs> would you
1: but would you say that so you, would you say it wasn't until you um explored sexually with same-gendered partners that your definitions of sex expanded?
0: I just I didn't realize how much of it in my own head because I've always been like all right I'm I'm I've always been like queer I've always been like sort of open to like other experiences Mm -hmm. but i didn't realize how much of like sex in my head was this formula you know what i mean like this and this and this happens and then that happens i just
1: learned that in the last year right because i read a book that was recommended to me by my therapist what was it It it's like tantric sex for men oh okay yeah yeah and in it they said that men like we approach sex with an objective in mind which is to come yeah and with that in mind we are robbing ourselves of the fullest experience because then that means you're not present anymore. Yeah. You can still, no matter how in the moment you might feel, if you still feel that the obligation or the need that you must come, you're not 100% present. Because right. some, even when you have sex with someone, you might not come, but yeah. it might feel okay
0: and that's how women have sex or that's how their women are built to have sex so i feel like the reason that i bring this up Mm -hmm. is because i I wish more men would under like heterosexual men would understand about women and how their orgasms work and how their sexual like careers work i call it a sexual i don't know why i said that but like (laughs) you know like in a night like how a woman's like sexuality it's very fluid and things happen and then things don't happen. And then it's like a, like a, like a mare. I don't want to say a marathon. And I feel like I feel like the more that men understand that men who want to sleep with women, like they will be more successful in bed because they're understanding something that, in our society and in the media is just not touched upon like oh you yeah. know we grew up watching like american pie and that's just about the guy's penis ejaculating
1: i mean even the, all of the porn that all exists, of the porn yeah it's all of the,
0: like you know, most of the porn i'm yeah, sure there's most some. porn yeah so i feel like f- and that would be helpful for you i think to understand because that would alleviate the pressure right totally. if you understand sex in a different way
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's for me, uh, part of the reason why I'm so open about it uh, when the moment feels appropriate, yeah. like early on with meeting someone, oh. is that, you know, you're very open-minded. You have a lot of experiences and you're, uh, you have a very expansive definition of what sex might look like. Right. But not all women are like you, you know? Some of them yeah. might adhere to more conventional heteronormative definitions of sex.
0: I definitely agree with you.
1: Like in this book that I read, they even talked about how Sex isn't always penetrative and there could even be some sex where the guy isn't hard and is just Stimulating a woman's clit just with their flaccid penis and they said that naturally like when you do this The guy will get aroused and will get hard which will then lead to penetrative sex Right, but that could even be sex as if a guy is just soft and rubbing himself against a woman's clit and like if the woman isn't on the same page and I pulled a move like right. that, then it'd be like, so yo, what are you doing? Yeah, like, so this your, is what the fuck?
0: Your fear is that the pr- people that you're hooking up with will have that. Cause you know, like when I say sex is around the male penis getting hardened and ejaculating, a lot of women are like me, are raised to believe that too. So that's what they're, they think that's what they're signing up for. So they're like, come over, let's have sex. Your dick's gonna get hard, you're gonna come and then we're gonna go home. I mean, that's yeah. what they think I mean, too. for a very
1: long time, Yeah." girl would invite me back up to her place like oh do you want to come over or if i do the same yeah i immediately assume this is going to become sexual
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so by assuming that you're you're not being present anymore because you're assuming that something is going to go a certain way yeah and like you said sex is very fluid it can it's amorphous it can it, it takes whatever shape it takes. Right. But you don't know what it will look like. A lot, Unless yeah. you're very connected in your present.
0: And a lot of, I would agree that a lot of women would believe that that's what sex looks like. So if you come over and then you don't come, they're going to be like, what happened? What went wrong? Yeah. You know, I could see people doing that. So. Totally. Which is unfortunate. You know, like, w- why do, it's like, you know, like what you were saying, because you are raised so like goal orientated. That is like, how a lot of men are raised who aren't even Korean or Asian. Mm -hmm. And so they think that it's, you know, it's like we gotta win, we gotta score a touchdown. It's like that sort of thing. We gotta come. And it's like a lot of people are missing out on what sex really is. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's about like pleasure and like punching scrotums. (laughs) You just punch the balls until they come, right ladies? (laughs) That's how you give a good blow job. And just just all teeth, bite (laughs) it, punch the balls. Is okay. Isn't that how you have sex? <laughs> I'm so good at it. <laughs> sorry. Um, but, yeah. but
1: just us having this conversation in this way yeah. is a way to dispel a lot of anxieties and dispel yeah. a lot of pre established uh, definitions or ideas of what sex should be.
0: And also, Brian, if you're hooking up with someone and they're getting mad that you're not getting hard after you, and then you're just like, sorry, I'm like anxious, and they don't even have enough understanding. Then don't hook up with that shitty person. That sucks. The, That's a shitty person. Sorry. The uh yeah, what, what don't happens? Don't, to don't 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 no, no, apologize. I'm not do not do not do not apologize i am not
1: i am not apologizing for them. Yeah, yeah. What's kind of fucked up is what happens for me is like the more attracted and the more I like a person, right. The higher the likelihood this will happen. Right. You that makes sense I mean? though. It makes sense because yeah. then I pose more pressure on myself. Yeah. if it's a casual hookup where i'm kind of like 50 50 i'm not that
0: honestly you know what brian i've heard a lot of people say this like what you're saying i feel like it's a big i feel like a lot of guys actually have this problem They're there's just like not tears open about. going
1: down my face right now <laughs> <laughs> like I'm finally hurt.
0: it's okay <laughs> <laughs> no i feel like this is a big problem that people just men just don't talk about because they don't want to seem like not manly or something sure your dick getting hard is not manly <laughs> Okay. It's like, come on, man.
1: This was a good conversation. Yeah. Basically was at the end of the day, I think we can agree that sex is just about presence and connection. And, connection. and, and also
0: and don't, I feel like you should not feel insecure about that. It's just how you are. And I think the secret is to not the secret, but like the, the answer is to meet somebody that will understand. Cause like if they don't understand, why would you want to have sex with them anyway? They're like shitty people.
1: But that is my, um toxic masculinity. Because right. in those moments I want to prove my masculinity. Like right. to redeem my masculinity. But I mean in the like, long run. I need run, to be able to fuck this person. In the
0: long run, do you want to be with someone that's like that? No. 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 That can't even deal with that? No. You're more than your penis. You're Damn. a hum you know what I mean?
1: Daniel, young me, you're just dropping so much knowledge like in this do you want to
0: be with someone like that? that's a piece of shit like do, <laughs> do i want to be with someone that doesn't want to get punched in the balls i'm just kidding again that's what <laughs> makes do that. us <laughs> human
1: though is that we're <laughs> illogical and we we do shit that doesn't make any sense yeah and we're into stuff that should not make any sense
0: yeah i think going forward you should just not be with people who don't accept you for who you are
1: totally yeah yeah so this was thanks for listening you guys are listening to feeling asian and we now have an instagram page at feeling asian podcast yeah and give it a follow and if you're listening on itunes leave us a review and you know give us a rating hopefully yeah. five stars
0: and also follow us on our personal instagrams young me mayor at y-m-m-a-y-e-r
1: and you can find me at it's brian park
0: all right bye everyone bye